Ready or not, here I come. Hi, welcome to Care to Listen. Care to Listen is a series of podcasts made by care experienced children and young people in the UK. We are travelling across the UK talking to care leavers, experts and activists in the field of childcare who are fighting for better services, rights, equality and understanding. Who are we meeting next? We are in Cheshire interviewing Ian Dixon. He is an ex-social worker, ex-Ofsted inspector and supposedly retired but massively active care experience activist and proud to be part of the Care Experience Conference. Hi, welcome Ian. Thanks for coming to talk to us today. It's a pleasure to meet you. And it's a pleasure to be here. Would you like to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, what could I tell you? I'm nearly 70. I was in care in the 50s and the 60s and since the 70s I've been a social worker. I used to run children's homes, I've run district uh, children's services, um, an inspector, an advocate, um, a Reg 44 visitor and in the last few years since I've retired I've been involved in campaigning for the rights of not just care leavers but for children in care. Yeah. Um, life in care must have been so different for you. Uh, what was it like? It was very different than it is now. Because a lot of the things that you take for granted now, and rightly, um, we didn't have then. If you upset somebody, you were likely to get a good hiding. And it was legal. Um, you could be moved around if you upset somebody as well. If, if you absconded or you presented challenging behaviour, you could find yourself in a lockup without going back to court. Um, if you wanted to buy clothes, you would go out with a member of staff and they would have order books and you'd buy your clothes from the order books. All sorts of things that you would take for granted. Yeah. Somebody fought for Yeah. years ago. Uh, would you mind me asking you, how old were you when you first came into care? Uh, oof. It was a movable feast because uh, very, very young toddler. But sometimes before you come into care, you're in and out of care. You know, you're in, you, you come into care and then you go home and then you might end up homeless. Uh, and my family were fairly itinerant. Yeah. So we're in and out of care, all sorts of placements. And then I think probably, ooh, toddler anyway, very young, five-ish, something of that order when they, they got us for good. What did you find most difficult about living in care? All of it. All of it. It's, uh, when you're in care, and you'll know this, you can't really compare with not being in care because you don't know. You don't know. It's only later. When you've left care, you've got your own family, and you look back and think, "My goodness, yeah, you know that's that's how different it was." Um, no care was difficult. What did I find difficult? I found difficult people telling me what to do, uh, particularly people I didn't like and respect. Where you've no bond with them, if it's your mum telling you what to do, fair enough, you put up with that. If it's some guy who's just come on shift, you've never seen him before, or somebody telling you to do something you don't want to do, or um, no, I never like that. And yeah. didn't, didn't like some of the rules. Talk about order books and things like that. Didn't like that. Just didn't didn't like being told what to do. Yeah. Still, still don't. Um, was there anyone in particular who stood out for you while you were in care? Very much so. Um, early care was a series of children's homes and some foster parents and uh, things like that. Um, most of that's just a blur because me and our kid... In this part of the world, our kid is your brother. 
me and our me and our kid were in and out of different homes, um, and they just become a blur. You see people passing as they go by, um, and then we ended up in a home where we stayed for ooh, children's home. We stayed for about six years, and that that was not nice. Uh, now one of the issues then, and it's not a big deal now, but one of the issues then is my brother is what in those days he used to call half caste. Um, sure. now you'd say mixed heritage or whatever but basically he and I were not the same colour hmm. and I was a very good looking little blonde kid well I wasn't blonde blue eyed kid um, my brother was a different colour and basically um, they were looking for foster parents for us and you get people to foster me but they couldn't get people to foster him in those days uh, until well, I was about 12 and um, an elderly couple who even now would struggle to get approval from foster parents took us on. And they put up with some right, well, bad behaviour and all sorts of challenging yeah. stuff. Not, not from our kid, but from me. Uh, and they stayed with us. And then when I left care at 18 to become homeless, and I was homeless for a while, uh, and I found myself in dire straits, I went back and I knocked on the door and says, uh, um, can I come back? Things are not good. Uh, and they took me back and I lived there till I was in my 20s and I got married. Hmm. Um, they became, in effect, grandparents to my daughter. And by a weird twist of fate, in later years, when they were both really quite old and disabled, I became their social worker. So very, very odd. But yes, my foster parents were the key ones. Without their um, support, well, I don't suppose I'd be here today. Yeah, um... Do you think the care system has changed over the years? Oh yeah, my goodness, it had to. Had to. It's changed over the years. It's it's a lot better. It's uh, young people now are far more involved in decision making. I say far more because they're not nearly as involved as they should be, but they're far more involved. Things like order books and certainly abusive uh, treatment have disappeared, in the main, and. Obviously, I would say this as an ex-inspector, but I think the regulation, people going in and out and inspecting children's homes and talking to the kids, uh, bring a great, greater transparency. Mm -hmm. um, and it's much easier for the kids to be able to say, I don't like this, I want to change this. And of course, now you've got advocates and you've got what they call Reg 44 visitors and all that stuff. So it's changed massively. Yeah. Where it's not changed is you still go through the system, then at 18... Potentially, you might have to face the world on your own with inadequate support. That was the same in my day. You've still got kids who are homeless at 18. There were kids homeless at 18 when I was coming out. That's not good enough. Yeah, um, what is, do you think, right to withdraw help and support from care experience? Right, the answer, the answer to that is how long is a piece of string? There is no age. The age for the, the way kids are treated in the care system is set by statute. It's set by regulation and legislation. Uh, and then you get to 16 and you get into this nonsense about uh, care leavers, um, formerly relevant, relevant, all this stuff. And there is no such thing as a care leaver. It's not a term I buy into. My term is care experience. From the day you come into care, care experience now, I left care over 50 years ago. Uh, and I've been successful in my life doing what I do. I'm still care experienced. Same as you are. Uh, I'll always be care experienced, same as I'm blue-eyed. Um, it's it's just it's it's the way things are. Now, different people have different needs. I mean, they they decide that at uh, eighteen, 
You've been in care, you're fit to go and face the world on your own now with minimal support. You'll know as I do, the average age for young people leaving home is in the 20s. And then they're coming back and in and out and my daughter's in her 40s and she'll still pop in if she wants anything. Because that's life, that's the way it is. So the care system needs to modify somehow to recognise the care experience instead of the current in-care, care-lever thing, which isn't efficient, doesn't work. doesn't work well for the kids. Um, so I think that's an area we need to change, and that's a massive area. That's a massive culture change. You've got to completely change the way you look at care to do that. Yeah. Um, you said earlier about um, children in being homeless. In your blog you said that you were homeless. How did that make you feel? Uh, it's not funny. It's not funny being homeless. To actually be stood on the street, uh, just to be serious for a minute, and, and to be looking up at windows uh, and seeing lights in windows and, and, and to know that on the other side of that window there's a family yeah. in a warm place enjoying the day. And you're, you're stood on the street, you've got nowhere to go. And the frightening thought is, if anything happened, would anybody yeah. get us? Would they? Who knows? It's not funny. To be isolated, alone, frightened isn't funny. Nobody should, the, the kids or anybody else should ever have to face homelessness. Yeah. I was lucky I got to sofa surf uh, and then I managed to get into uh, a job and I managed to get into a good relationship and pull myself through. I was lucky because the care system is a lottery. It's not about some kids are more resilient than others or some kids are brighter than others. It's some kids have the breaks. That break might, might be having a, a very good positive relationship in my case. Um or the breaks through employment or other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's a lottery. Now we need to take the lottery out of care. Yeah. So that every child in care, every child who comes through care, has the chances they deserve. As an Ofsted inspector, you must have noticed that there was changes that came out with the regulations of children's homes and foster care. What was the most marked change? Oof, there were loads, but the, the, the main one for me is transparency. It meant that you, I, I believe in inspection, I really do, because it means that there's an opportunity for somebody to go into whatever that home is uh, and to actually make sure it meets the basic standard. Now, yeah. that sounds obvious, but that wasn't always the case. Uh, and there's somebody for kids to talk to and say, I'm happy about this, I'm not happy about this, I want to do this. Um, and if anybody isn't doing what they should be doing, they help to account. So I believe massively in good inspection. But good inspection isn't some suit coming in with a clipboard. Yeah. That's not good inspection. Good inspection is a process that involves the young people. Mm -hmm. And it's not twice a year for a few hours. It's some mechanism whereby the young people are in touch with the uh, the regulators, the inspectors. And it's an ongoing thing. It's a, it's a, a dynamic thing. Yeah. But that's another area for development. What was the biggest challenge facing social workers today? I would say probably it's got to be funding. It's got to be funding. Uh, I came into social work in 1973, um, and I've been retired 10 years, and we were broke then. But I was far better off as a social worker in the 70s than they are now. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a story, uh, austerity to deal with. Uh, and for most of my social work career, we had governments who were at least seemed to be interested. Um, it feels to me at the minute that there's a hostile government um, that isn't investing in social work. Yeah. And if you don't care for the carers, the carers can't care for the kids. Uh, so I think it's austerity, I really do. Um, and support, because social workers, it's, it, it's like a glass. 
social workers are giving all the time and if unless they're getting the support they're being topped up uh, they're going to dry up so you get lots of changes of social workers yeah and if you get lots of changes of social workers that's not good for children I mean my first few years we we, we had the same social worker for years when I was a kid he was useless but he was the same social worker but nowadays where every six months you get a different social worker that must be that must it can't be good it's not good for the social worker it's not good for the kids and it's not good for long-term planning yeah. Um, would you like to tell us about the Care Experienced Conference? The Conference for Care Experienced People. Right, okay. Care Ex Conference, we call it. That comes from a long-term belief on my part and, and amongst colleagues that care isn't a, a series of placements. I mean, as a social worker, you're dealing with young people in care and they move from that placement to that placement to that placement this form this thing to do this task and it's a series of chunks what I call pineapple chunks so the kids move through different placements so they met home they form relationships with the staff in that that home or the foster carers and then for whatever reason they might move to another home and they lose the relationship with that lot the continuity has gone they might lose the the, uh, the school play all sorts of stuff so care can be a series of placements, a series of chunks. And you get some people with literally dozens of placements. Yeah. Yeah? Um, and yet, if you're the guy on the inside of that, if you're you, okay, care isn't a series of chunks. Care is a continuous process. It's the same care for you today as it was yesterday and the day before. Yeah. You might be in a different place, but it's still you and you still experience care. Mm-hmm. So care is a continuous process. I, I liken care to syrup. It should flow continuously. It should flow. And it occurs to me that if you want to know about leaving care and arrangements for leaving care and know about care, who do you ask? Ask people who care. just seems obvious. If you want to know about leaving care, if you want to know what it's like to uh, live in a flat, etc., etc., ask somebody who's done it. Ask somebody who's been there. And one of the things that always amused me, and I say amused me in a, in a sort of dry way, is if you want to know about leaving care, and what it's like to live alone having left care. Why would you ask a 16-year-old who's in care? Why would you ask a 14-year-old who's in care? They don't yet know. They know what they want, but they can't say what the experience will be. And so you should be asking somebody who's actually done it. So you might ask a 19, 20-year-old or older. Yeah. And one of the things about the Care Experience Conference is it's going to bring together care experienced people of all ages. There'll be some youngsters who are in care. Yeah. There'll be... A lot of young care leavers and there'll be a lot of older care leavers and you're going to have kids in care with plumbers barristers doctors social workers artists painters they're all going to be in the same place at the same time and the message there is basically the overall message is you're okay you know you're okay see that barrister over there he was in care too he was a little sad like you um it's not about Care is fluid and care is positive. And the experiences that you are having today don't define you. And the conference for care experienced people is to get across to basically all care experienced people is you want community. You want the whole community to come together as one. Because if you were to get all those care experienced people together, do you imagine the wisdom in that room? The knowledge about care. Mm-hmm. If you ask me about care, I know nothing about care. I know about my care. Um, and you know about your care. But I know nothing about your care and you know nothing about mine. But if you put me and you together, we've got a fair cross-section. So if you put a whole community of people from care together, 
then there's an awful lot of wisdom in that room. And if people who make decisions, who usually are not in care or haven't been in care, if the people who make decisions want to know, what should we do about care? How can we make care better? Who would you go and ask? The community. Yeah. Not a little focus group of 16-year-olds, the community. So one of the reasons for the CareXCon for the conference is to bring that community together and to allow that community to actually say, sit down and discuss, how was care for you in the past? How's care today? And then most importantly, how could care be tomorrow? And to put all that wisdom together with the decision makers sat there. Um, and then the care community can say, this is, this is what you can do. This is what we think you ought to do. And hopefully the people who make decisions will think about that, go away and, and hopefully bring reform. Who knows? Yeah. So it, it's about a positive way for care experienced people to get involved in the decision making for the future. And it's more than that. It's about them to support one another. Yeah. It really is. The role modelling potential for a room full of people uh, is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But it's more than that too, because I'm biased, but I am to think that care experienced people are incredibly creative. Incredibly creative. Uh, and I've had the privilege of seeing some of the exhibits for the art exhibition. Um, and we, we'll be putting on an art exhibition. We are putting on an art exhibition of paintings, drawings, poetry, writings, all sorts of stuff, sculptures from the care experience community and they are phenomenal and so when people see those when care experienced experience people see those they will know wow you know look at this creative resourceful wonderful wise community yeah that can only be a good message so that's what the conference is about it's about making care experience people feel good and it's about tapping into that wisdom and it's about advising decision makers um, would you like to tell us when the care conference is going to be? Okay, the care experience conference is in this part of the world. It's at Liverpool. It's in a rather wonderful um, modern university, Liverpool Hope University. And it's on Friday, the 26th of April. We're busy planning now to get it all together. What are your dreams or hopes for care experience people? I'd like to see care experienced people actually cease to be noticeable. I'd like to see care experienced people just being people like everybody else. Yeah. Um, because one of the things I know from years working in the game, you may know from your own life, I don't know, is that care experienced people can be the subject of stigma. Oh, I, I, I've, I've never talked about being in care because if I talk about being in care, people will look down at me. That makes me cross. I'm not having that. Care, we need to do away with people who discriminate against care experienced people. You say, I was in care, and somebody say, what did you do? Yeah. Hey, I didn't do anything. I was in care. Um, or people stigmatise you because you were in care. We need to get away, we get away from that. We need to use the, the, the cliche, change the narrative. Get people to consider. Care, it is what it is. Uh, but there's no values attached to it. So we need to, what I would like to see is a day where being in care is like being ginger-haired, uh, being female, being Roman Catholic, being whatever. It's just part of who you are. Yeah. If you had a message to send out of all, like to all the children and young people growing up in the care system, what would it be? It would be be proud of who you are. Uh, you are fairly wonderful and your life is going to open up into a wonderful life. And if people offer you advice or help or support, don't be too proud to take it. 
because that might be the support that changes things. In my life, there were probably three or four key people in three or four key times in my life. And I was lucky, I took the opportunities and you break the cycle. Um, now, everybody will get some opportunity somewhere along the line. Take it. Be proud of who you are. Apologise to nobody for who you are. Um, never allow anybody to pick on you. And if anybody offers you a helping hand, take it. And then when your turn comes and you can offer somebody a helping hand, do. Because you might make the difference. Uh, glad to see you guys coming to conference. Uh, and guys from all over the country coming to conference. So... Um, all I would add is when you get to conference, have a great day. Because if you don't, we've failed. It was lovely to meet you, Ian. Uh, I'd like to wish you all the best from okay. five of us. You take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Five Rivers Care Tellison podcast. This podcast has been produced by the members of the Democratic Group, representing the views of people from Five Rivers Child Care Limited. Music by Rick Flow, track, hide and seek, courtesy of Rick Flow.